We are live, buddy. Goats, 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 and more goats. What does it take to make a successful NFT project? Today, we are going to go deep with one of the OGs in this space, Des from Maison de Goats, and also one of the hosts of another one of our uh, lovely uh, content producers, The Mint Condition. Uh, we're very excited about today's show. I, for one, am a big goat holder and can't wait to go deep into the world of goats on goats and the metaverse. And Stanley, it's been quite a while since we've had a live show. Uh, it feels pretty good to have a guest and be live. How are you? I am doing great. We are live. We are back. And let's get right into it. Let's bring Des on and chop it up. Des, hey, welcome uh, to Goats in the Metaverse. GM, GM. Absolutely. Goats on goats. I love it. You, you, you got to have it. <laughs> you got to have it. Um, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you on. Um, for those of our viewers that don't know who you are, give us a little background. Who is Sure, yeah. It's funny being introduced as an OG in the space, but I guess, you know, considering when we all came into it and how we're still coming into it, uh, I guess so. Um, but yeah, no, my name's Des. Uh, been in space, uh, I'd say a good minute. Um, you know, got in through, as most of us these days, got in through Top Shot, uh, quickly transitioned into to other NFTs and, and different projects. And um, yeah, I... Uh, uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I started um, a project back in um, July, or we launched in July, uh, called Goats with a Z. Um, and yeah, it's it's been an amazing, amazing adventure so far. And we've built such a quality community, and we have a lot of things planned. And hopefully we get to talk about some of those today. But uh, yeah, just, just super excited to be here. Um, you know, I think content creators are kind of undervalued in this space right now. I know when we were first starting out, it was impossible. It was like so hard to just find someone talking about NFTs like 24-7. You had to really like re-listen to podcasts. And so it's now amazing that we got live shows like yours and um, stuff to tune into. So, yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, you've been around since July, right? Which yes. Is, which is early. Early, you're talking about like, uh, you know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to use the the phrase the OG, but but people people you know people say now that if they got into this in during the summer they're almost considered themselves an OG. But you actually launched a project during the yeah. summer, which uh, which is a lot. Tell us what what does it take to launch a successful project? Sure, absolutely. I always gauge how early you are by how many projects we're launching that day, and we launched with one other project that day. So that's a yeah, that's a pretty big sign and indicator of how early it was. Um, now it's just crazy, but yeah, I mean, what it takes to to run a successful, um, you know, successful NFT project, I, you first have to define your idea of success. I think that's truly like where you start is right do you want and it's okay as long as you're transparent but do you want something that booms really quickly moons is like you know a two week to a month uh game 
that people, you know, a social experiment game where people jump in and then kind of fade out? Or do you want to build something like longstanding, a, lo a bigger community, something as a brand? That's what you really have to kind of ask yourself, because I'd say those two things are very different. Um, both are, are great. I've participated in both. But uh, to me, what really, I guess, drew my attention to this was about creating a community and and a brand and and a true like kind of long-term project so what it took from there is it takes a vision you have to have a vision and kind of a reason why you're doing it um for some people you know it's financial some people it's um they don't have much going else on and they want something to, to build for me it was a a need in the market um i loved board apes i was a fan of gutter cats i, I had all these projects and, and was a big fan of them and the one thing i felt was missing was like personalization and connection to that pfp like I love board apes, but I couldn't find that exact PFP that really like struck a chord with me and like, oh, that's me. That's me in the metaverse. Um, now, maybe I could, but I'd have to spend a fortune to, to do it. So ultimately, what I love is personalization and a story behind it. And so that's the that's the start of goats. That was the vision of goats is let's create a, a project, a PFP project that allows the user to customize, create their own vision, their own personas, their characters, create their own IP uh, and let them let them have it. So uh, that's where the forge came in, which is our kind of um, at the time it was I think we were like one of the first to release it. Yeah. Um, but this idea of being able to take two NFTs, take traits from either, uh, and combine them into to something new. Um, so, yeah, that that was the vision. Uh, what it took from there to execute on that vision uh, is a lot of help from a lot of places. Um, as as any project does, it takes a little bit of funding. Um, but for this space, you know, it it's not crazy. It's not like starting a med device company, you know, from scratch. Like it. Um, it's doable. Um, so you need a little bit of funding. Uh, you need the right. I think we just I think we got so lucky. And this was at a time where, you know, Solidity devs, people that code NFTs and, and the contracts um, were were very scarce and it was hard to find a reliable source. And, and we just got so lucky with finding a great dev team uh, that was willing to take on a challenge like the Forge and, and some of the things that we were doing. So you really, truly need a strong dev team. And even some of the biggest project releases have had hiccups um, in this space. I do say it is still the wild, wild west. So anything really can go wrong at any time. But having a good dev team to back you up in those situations is is really helpful. So, you know, having. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so I mean, you spoke about a couple of components and let's just go back in time because this was July last year when, when GOATS came out, the forging mechanism that gives that kind of composability and customization of your PFPs, it also makes it deflationary. So you start with a big supply and if you're now customizing two NFTs and you're forging them together, you're not creating a new one, but you're reducing the supply. That mechanic is pretty interesting. Uh, mm. And you, you chose a dev team that was able to build that kind of technical innovation. Um, for people and our listeners who are like thinking, okay, I wanna launch a PFP or I wanna be able to go into this community. How do you know that that was the right dev team? How do you figure out that these are the people that will actually be able to produce? We interviewed quite, that's a great question. We interviewed quite a few teams and, 
you know, everyone's going to say they can do it. That's like one of the things is like you propose anything. Oh, yeah, we can do it. Absolutely. But what we decided to go with ultimately is pick a team that was asking us questions back. And they were like, well, have you thought of this? What is this? And so you could tell that they were into it more than the level of just like, yeah, we want to do this project. Let's, you know, let's um, let's do it. We can do it. Uh, they were really trying to process with us. And that's what helped, you know, really kind of narrow our decision into who we selected. Um, we could just tell that they were on a, in a different level. Um, now, I do think it is easier now to find a, a quality dev team, and especially with references, you know, if they've done certain projects before and you can check them out. Um, so you just got to do your due diligence and don't just instantly believe, oh, yeah, we can do this because, you know, we've done it here or whatever. Um, so, yeah, put, put a good put a good bit of effort into your due diligence there. And then I remember when you guys launched um, and was that kind of first forging mechanism, you got a little bit of, of Twitter hate. I think it was from Beanie yeah. um, talking about the, the forge not being on chain and uh, that this is how forges need to be done and then came up with his own project and uh, at the time kind of attacking a new community that was very young. Um, if you can go back to that time, like how you navigated around that, what did that do for the community? and? And, you know, once it's out in the open and things have been done, how this kind of Twitter community game plays out in building your community. Sure. Yeah. You need the support of Twitter, right? You need the hype uh, around a product launch. And um, it, it's kind of like a, a necessary evil at the, this point, just because you can build something great uh, and it can take a while. But the community as a large will, will not look at you the same way if you don't, for instance, sell out, you know, pretty quickly. So it, it is it is a hard thing to, to balance. But yeah, that was a crazy time. You know, I had followed Beanie for a little while. And obviously, he's looked at as one of like the supreme OGs of this space. Um, it is funny how things play out. And, you know, it maybe is a little bit fall from grace um, and where he's, you know, kind of ended things. But um, yeah, I mean, at the time, he'll <laughs> He's, he's incredibly intelligent, um, and so he's crafty, and he's got a good team with him, so he'll be back. But, um, no, I, you know, it was one of those things where – and just to back up, you know, he, he didn't create a project because he saw a need for being on-chain. He had already had and invested in an on-chain project that was doing a similar mechanism that was a little bit behind us as far as when they were launching – and so, you know, he, he throws out our, the FUD to us about not being fully on chain. And then, you know, the, the day later, I think it was crazy. A day later it releases, hey, by the way, just Surprise. so knows, I've invested in this on-chain uh, forging mechanism uh, project launching pretty soon. And everyone's like, okay, we can we can smell the, the strategy here, um, which is fine. It is what it is. Honestly, at the end of the day, some... We lost some members probably who wanted to participate and we probably gained some members just from that level of visibility. So you have to take, you know, things with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the time, anytime you're doing something innovative, you're, you know, and you're first through the wall, you're going to get a little bloody. And our aspect or our take on it was, you know, hey, this is the best way for us to move forward that we for sure know we can execute. And if things were to go wrong, we're able in this situation to fix it. And putting something completely on chain, 
um, there's a lot of permanence there. And we didn't know if we wanted to take that risk. And honestly, from a technical standpoint, we were looking to our dev team and they were like, yeah, the gas fees, the gas fees are going to be really high because it's a lot of on-chain transactions. Um, so th there was a lot of reasons why we chose to, to primarily be off-chain for the for forging mechanism. Do, do you think that, you know, and, and this was July, right? So, yeah. you know, we see cyber brokers who are fully on-chain now, like, I'm going to assume this is going to be the new norm, right? Especially with a lot of a lot of rug pulls and a lot of things popping up where you don't really sometimes know, is this a legitimate project? Is this real? Uh, but somebody making a significant investment saying this project is fully on chain it is a big deal. Do you think kind of hindsight and and I, once again, you guys did it in July, which I probably would have made the same decision you guys did because it was yeah. it was so early. But do you think now, if looking back at it, if you were guys to launch from scratch, you would have put the whole thing on chain? What's no. crazy is the outcome has been the same. Like as far as the output of the forge, how well it works, how smooth it works, there's not there's not a thing I would change about it. it it's incredibly smooth and really hasn't been faulty um, to date. Um, so I think it worked out from that standpoint. From an ease of use on our back end, you know, if it's on chain, then you know, a lot of work is being done elsewhere, which would be nice. That's the only thing I would say is it like lower the burden of the team a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had a do over, would I put everything on chain today? Like if I was launching goats today, would I put it on chain? Yeah, I, I'd seriously look at the options there for sure. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. That's so, not a small decision. Cybrokers, I think, paid about a hundred ETH to do it all on chain. So that's uh, you know, that's a that's a big amount of of change that you're taking out of your treasury and project to do that. But they're but they're uh, a folly project, Yossi, right? I yeah. Mean, they're, they're, there are there are, you know, I I think a lot of people solely invested in them because one, they have you know, Josie has OG status, but the fact that they made that financial investment says it said a lot about. What their future plans hold what was they, their they did they did mint at 0.35 i was, was going to say so you know that's a that's a premium price mint i think uh goats was at 0.05 or uh, yes uh, yes back in yeah. the day so yeah. so there's a you know there's a big price discrepancy there as well yeah. uh in that uh in that thing um, but tell us tell us where goats why goats tell us about the genesis of uh uh building this community and and uh how that came about yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, why goats today is if you're looking for a project that does have kind of that OG status, um, that is not going to be rug pulling, um, that has kind of, you know, cemented itself as a, a building project, um, a project that continues to build and deliver. Um, that's, that's one of our biggest reasons. I think if you connect with that whole personalization, creating your own IP, your own story um, behind your PFP, wanting something that connects to you, I think it's it's an amazing project to do that and one of the first to ever do it. Um, and, you know, I, I always am impressed, surprised, whatever, after a forge season where people create the newest, you know, forged goats, the creativity that goes into these goats. Like, I'm just always blown away by our community on that. And then the last piece, or actually there's quite a few more pieces, but, um, you know, the community, I just, a very just amazing and not overly positive because I know that can be toxic in itself. And that's become a big uh, topic of conversation in NFTs right now is like when it becomes overly positive, but we have a great 
a great community that just really thinks about things. We take in the feedback of our community. That's something that I think we do really well as a project is, is we listen to the feedback because um, we got some really intelligent, um, uh, just, yeah, just well-rounded people in our community. And uh, it's a great Discord, uh, very active. And then everything we're building in the metaverse right now is really exciting. I think we were one of the first to like really put a stamp uh, and say, hey, we're going to be building in the metaverse. Uh, the day the day after we launched, we made a sizable investment into a, a six by six plot in the sandbox, uh, which is, is quite sizable, uh, fairly near Board Apes uh, locations, the so same size as the Board Apes um, plot. And yeah, we, we made that investment early on and, and have been building in there. And I truly think, you know, five years from now, I don't know if we're going to be flipping JPEGs like we are right now, or at least it won't look the same. However, I do think one of the lasting pieces of technologies that that makes it past this boom is the metaverse, um, is, you know, certain uh, aspects of, of digital community. And I'm just happy that, you know, we as a project are investing in that for our holders. So tell us about what 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 are you building in the metaverse? We've got up on the screen here. Uh, sure. A little bit of what that could look like and what that does look like, but maybe you can talk us through what what is that what that is. Sure. So um, behind me in my on my screen is uh, the the Maison de Goat, which is the the Goat's Mansion. It's the digital clubhouse for our community with NFT gated access. That was kind of one of the earliest uh, advantages or benefits uh, of getting into the project. Uh, we're going to take that and build that in the metaverse. And so in our sandbox plot, it's called Goatsville. Um, we plan on building our clubhouse. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot going on with this project, but you also, by getting a forged goat, you have a house inside Goatsville's property, inside the, the city limits, if you will, of, of Goatsville. Um, and so it's like a whole digital community. Um, and then what we were showing on the video a little bit is a, is a fun secret room within the mansion that is kind of a, a digital sports book, uh, a sports lounge, viewing lounge uh, within the sandbox. That's what it's, it's meant to be. And so we have this very big like uh, sports fan community. And just with the, the name of being goats and greatest of all time, I think it connects really well with our community, a um, lot, of, lot of sports fans. So we do, we, we do quite a bit with sports and, and that was kind of a cool way to tie that into the mansion. So that was like a secret passage underneath the mansion um but yeah there'll be other different rooms there's lounges there's a pool deck there's everything you would think a, a, a clubhouse mansion would have um so yeah we're building that we're building the houses for the forged goats uh we do have a, a small downtown uh within goatsville and yeah we're always looking to expand we've we've uh diversified into some other metaverses as well we just made a sizable investment into nft worlds which is based off the, the Minecraft's uh, build and, and server. And we're building this amazing um, game for goats. It's actually three games, but it's, uh, yeah, like plane, plane racing, uh, boat uh, battle royale, and, and a mountain climbing game uh, for, for goats to not only play, but also earn as well. Sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on. Though. We do got a lot of stuff going on, but a lot of it is is heavily staked in the metaverse because that's what we believe in. And um, yeah, I could I could go on for for much longer, but we we have a lot of stuff going on. So as far yeah. as you you guys you know you guys came out in July, 
Uh, current floor price is 0.13. Highest price has been 0.25. Is there a lot of pressure from the community that's far as saying, when are we getting to one ETH? When are we getting to 10 ETH? When are we getting to 50 ETH? Right? I mean, sure. Like, let's talk a little bit about obviously you have the, the, the communities built by passionate holders who believe in the project and obviously believe in you as the visionary. But is there a lot of, you know, kind of day to day pressure where I, I always heard the story? It's like, you know, you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you have shareholders and those shareholders demand excellence and great returns. Uh, give us a little insights into that. Sure. Yeah. No, um, you know, I will say it, it is apparent everywhere, right? Everyone wants their project uh, and projects they invest in um, to, to moon and, and, and gain value. I mean, I, I want it too for my community. Um, as far as feeling that pressure, uh, I mean, I know it's there and, you know, certain community members are going to be more vocal than others. Um, but I will say on the whole, I would put our community as maybe a little bit more understanding of what it takes to build long-term. And that's, and that's come from, you know, our, really mantra since the beginning is to build organically and sustainable. Um, and that is not always the case. There's a lot of influencer pumps. There's a lot of external things that, that can drive a project's um, value in this space, but it's sometimes temporary. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to poke fun, but you could have like a mechaverse where, you know, it pumps to 10 ETH floor. And then someone was saying it's like down at 0.3 now or something crazy like that. And Hell, as they like to call it. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things where like, I would not be able to sleep at night if we artificially pumped to five ETH, knowing people bought at five ETH, believing in the project, and then it dropped back down to, you know, one ETH or even lower. Um, so I would rather build something that is sustainably growing um, and, and yeah, and, and goes that way. So and I've communicated that to my community a number of times. And so, and I've always been very honest with them. You know, if you are here for the money and for the really big swings, like go invest in other projects too. Don't just be a gold goat holder, but invest in those things, get what you need out of the NFT space. Um, but know what you have here is pretty special. And it's something that's long-term it's, it's been built since early times it's, it's sustained and it's still growing. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I'm always going to want to push the project value to, to grow. And I think we've made the investments to eventually have that payoff. Um, but I'm happy with our trajectory, even though it may be slower in some standards, uh, for NFT projects. And I, I mean, I, I love your honesty there where you're like, Hey, if you're looking for, you know, crazy the next pump and dump, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that. You, you speak about the we and the team, like we're doing this, we're doing that. What does it look like to to build an NFT community? And what does that team configuration look like? Man, I could not do it with the support of our staff and, and our team. Um, we have a great, um, great team of mods um, that have come in early from this project. We haven't really externally hired mods from you know different servers or from uh, professional um, resources. We, we've kept it all within the community and longstanding community members, people who have 
gone out and created content, built stuff before we even asked them to, um, and then rewarded them by giving them positions. I think that's such a, a cool thing is seeing these community members really take action on their own. Um, and then so happy now that we can get them involved in the team. Uh, and then, yeah, we have uh, a newly formed kind of marketing function um, with two, two great members, one who was kind of our resident meme lord, um, and then another person who actually just popped up on the screen there, shilling our, our own stuff, but uh, is NYC Punter. Uh, hey, he's a marketing person. He's allowed to do that. So um, we've, we've gained uh, a really good team on that front from the community side. We still have the same original dev team. Um, our artists are still the same from, from the beginning and yeah, uh, so that's, it's, it's remained, a it remained a pretty solid group since the start. Um, before we let you go, what are your, your top five projects out there? Ooh, top five projects. Okay. Well, um, there's. Yeah, uh, being a, a podcast host myself, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of come and go, but I think the ones that are are, are building some really cool stuff, I I have to just because I also I'm talking to them today. But on chain monkeys and one of the best people I met at NFT NYC last year was this um, guy named Steve. Goes by Steve Bark, um, but he's become the the marketing kind of manager at. Uh, on-chain monkeys and the stuff. I, I love projects that are actually giving back into the space and, and it's been a struggle for some. Um, I know some amazing projects that have really had a charitable focus but haven't garnered the attention of, of some other projects that maybe don't have it. But OCM is doing some really great things. So uh, I love what they're doing there. Um, I think one of my biggest recent regrets probably honestly will be Azuki. I remember being on a podcast and saying, you know, many just others. dropped. These these look phenomenal, um, you know. Not not getting heavy into that, but you know what they're building is cool. I love their like tongue in cheek airdrop, and then you know April Fools it turned into a pile of dirt. <laughs> I, stuff like that where they're building in lore, building in community and, and culture, I think is great. Um, let's see some other great projects. Uh, it's funny. A lot of people, uh, it's kind of a touchy subject right now, but I always, I've always liked gutter cat gang. Um, and, uh, what they've done. I, I was initially a very upset customer because I tried to mint on their mint day and it was horrible and it didn't go well and it almost burned me out of the project, but it's one of those things that you, over time you understand like, yeah, things don't go always the, how they plan, but they've done so great to, to build it back up. Um, so there, and then, one, one community we keep just partnering with and just, again, I think is very complimentary to ours and, and very similar uh, is Alien Boy, which is another OG project uh, that doesn't get much love in the space as far as like massive 10 ETH floors. But again, it's one of these communities that is great. It's been around a while and is still building a ton of stuff. I mean, they have a long list uh, of things that they're about to deliver. So yeah, shout out to the Alien Boys. Um, yeah. And what what can we uh, people who are not part of of goats of uh, the community yet or for the holders what what can they expect to come? 
Sure. A lot of developments in the metaverse and pretty quick releases. We're at the mercy of releasing everything we got going at Goatsville, just like many other projects at this point, based on Sandbox and when they eventually will release their beta. Uh, but we've diversified and, and invested in some other metaverses so that we can have some shorter term releases. So, uh, you know, you have uh, a, a ton of stuff going on in the metaverse as far as development. We're releasing our staking module next week, which allows you to stake our, our companions, uh, which is called Kids. Um, that's that's releasing next week, uh, and a lot of people are are very excited uh, about the release of, of staking and and earning G milk, uh, which is our in-game native token. Um, and yeah, just uh, I, hope, I hope G milk is not going to take as long as uh, cat milk. Milk. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's what's crazy is I feel like um, you know so many people have announced tokens for a very very long time. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we're, we're going to be able to deliver it on faster, maybe than, you know, some other communities that have announced it before us. Um, but a lot of work has gone into it. I will be the first to admit it is not the most, uh, it's not the easiest thing to release by any means. There's a ton of legwork that comes from a technical side, from a legal side. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an uphill climb for sure, but very happy that we're, we're narrowing down and getting close to releasing it. Awesome. Daz, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on to the show. Of course. Goats talking to goats. The goats and goats. I love it. Uh, well, we got some goats in our goat bowl. Goat bowl. Don't know what the goat bowl is. Goat bowl is our way of giving back to the community. Uh, we have some goats in the goat bowl. Uh, I believe our goat bowl is somewhere around 90 grand. Once we hit five, there we go. Boom. Once awesome. we hit 5,000 subscribers, we open up the Goat Bolt and start handing out those NFTs. So if you're watching the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Uh, and we'll make sure to continue to check in with you, Des, to see how you're doing. Uh, once again, we appreciate your time. Love the conversation. And hope to have you back on soon, my friend. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. Um, yeah, Goat's got to support Goat's. So happy happy to be here and thanks for putting me on cool well, love, love all the stuff that you're doing how do people get a hold of you i'm a big mint condition fan as well where, where can people reach out to you and the goats community yeah we have another great podcast called uh the mint condition it's at the mint cond so c-o-n-d um on twitter uh i'm at <laughs> a crazy acronym but k-r-h-f-t uh, craft, if you want to pronounce it, um, that's my personal Twitter. Um, but then you can always find us goats at uh, Maison de Goat at, uh, for Twitter. Cool. We'll make sure to throw those links in the description as well. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll see you guys back soon. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.